0: Oh, Pepe Sanchez, episode 14, I'm Seth Allen, this is my secret basketball podcast, Pepe doesn't know about this, you know about this, you're hanging in there. Um, We're in that dead zone this week between, um, you know, before the Final Four, uh, the NBA is all all sloppy jalopy, the West sucks, but maybe the best players are going to come back for the playoffs, you know, it's just like how... (laughs) How how much can these teams turn it around? How much is the postseason going to go on? All that kind of playoff position jockeying. It's springtime, so that means the Blazers are tanking once again. Um, and I just wanted to check in. You know, I uh, I I missed most of the Elite Eight uh, because I was uh, I was in Houston uh, doing comedy for the the Riot Comedy Festival, which was a great time. I did get to watch uh, my Miami Hurricanes, <laughs> as I'm calling. This season's Miami Hurricanes only. I've decided they're mine. Um, Beat Houston uh, in front of, in a bar, in front of Houston fans. That was great. And honestly, Miami over Houston was the only good pick in my bracket. And that was because I love how Miami plays. uh, And I also thought Sasser would be out. (laughs) And he was in. And I, it was a it was a pure like heart overhead pick too because I thought you know Miami's just too small uh, eventually like the their guards won't make enough shots at some point but no uh, that was my only good pick um, and yeah being in Houston I left just a week before the, the Final Four which is in Houston so I saw all the merch coming out like the Final Four merch and I thought about grabbing a T-shirt but then I thought isn't that isn't that hoops stolen valor I won't do that so so I so I passed on that. I didn't want final final four stolen valor, but anything, any, anyways, like this tournament. Obviously, everyone's been talking about how how bonkers it's been, um, and kind of the underlying theme is that college basketball just just sort of sucks. And it's one thing to just come to that obvious conclusion from watching it, and then it's funny that the the media, the people who are really invested in the college game, like the the writers and the Coaches and the announcers—they can never say that. Like they can never acknowledge. And they're in so deep. It's like they have to keep saying, "Like, hey, this is just the beauty of March, baby." Even though this this kind of stuff that happens every year you now has never happened before, right? Their world is just crumbling around them. They're like that meme of that dog in the house that's on fire. Everything's fine. No, this is this is March, baby. That's March, baby. Uh, We—they <laughs> have. Uh, meanwhile, they have less talent than ever. Um, you know the the top five uh, of pretty much every NBA mock draft I've seen right now. Top five picks, one NCAA player, and that's Brandon Miller from Alabama, right? Um, <laughs> the big conference teams get the best talent, while they also seem to have the most outdated coaching. You know, um, you got these. I've I've said for years that sometimes like it, it looks like a, trying to drive a Lamborghini through the through a mud bog uh when you watch these incredible players have to run these 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 old men's sets all night, you know, instead of actually like doing uh the things they're capable of doing. Um but I'm still excited for the final four. I obviously I'm I'm riding for Miami. I hope they can do it. Uh I was talking to someone else and they were like, wouldn't this just be a bummer if UConn just steamrolls everything? And I'm like, yeah that would be a bummer. So UConn officially are the villains. Alright? Uh, the you know the the, the such a storied winning program um, doing the damn thing and I'm happy with any other outcome <laughs> besides UConn just steamrolling everyone which very much may happen. Um, <clears throat> I also think it's a it would be funny if um, San Diego State wins wins a national championship um, before joining the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has not won one I believe since. Um, eighteen twelve, I think was the last one. Uh, and so San Diego State, who probably is—I don't know if that's official or whatever—I don't, I, I don't keep up on the, the alignment news, but they're joining the—they're probably joining the Pac-12. So them getting one, getting a <laughs> getting a natty out of the Mountain West, and then coming to the Pac-12—that would be kind of funny and interesting. Um, <clears throat> I also found out that I was I was leaving Houston right as the uh, not just the Final Four but another mega basketball event, the Creator League Playoffs, <laughs> which the Instagram algorithm showed me. Um, hang with me on this one. It is a co-ed two-on-two tournament of basketball influencers. Um, so, you know, you got Frigga, um, Julian Newman was in there, t was in there. Um, very funny. Uh, I watched about five minutes of a live game and I was one of 4,000 people watching that stream, and it was <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it, that one was funny because it was um, Friga's team versus uh, Julian Newman's team, and uh, Julian Newman guarded the the lady on the team. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not up with like women basketball influencers as much. That world is brand new to me with the Creator League. But uh, <laughs> Julian Newman did not guard Frigga uh, because he's too small and, and, and sad um an interesting place like julie newman this is this is where he's at man like he had that that dad hype him up you know playing high school varsity when he's in sixth grade and he's he's got the the crazy uh you know youtube show about his life and it's just like you know he just stayed five five and uh now he's on the creator league uh two on two co-ed uh championships playing for 50 grand which I imagine is going to be the easiest fifty grand that uh, Devonte Friga has ever made, uh, if, if the game I watched uh, is any uh, prediction. Um, how did Las Vegas become the center of the basketball world? Uh, I think it's because, well, first of all, let me run through the Las Vegas schedule. This is it because I was talking with um, you know Sam Whiteley, uh, Andy Clark, the Peyton Years boys, and really it just finally dawned on me that you know <laughs> i think there's a there's a timeline of divorced seth that just moves to vegas becomes a degenerate gambler you know sits in the sports book and i'm there so i can watch uh all and i can attend all these basketball events throughout the year cuz listen listen to listen to this uh you have nba summer league in july right um uh, and of course let's I don't want to offend uh, the running Rebels here. UNLV is there, too, the whole time. Okay. And then you have G League Ignite. All right. That's like October through March. Then you got the G League Winter Showcase. That's a whole little tournament now. And I know I think that's not open to the public. But if I lived there, I swear to God, I'd find a way to get that press pass. I would be in the G League Winter Showcase. All right. November, December. Then spring has sprung, you got the Pac-12 tournament and the Mountain West tournament, which runs simultaneously, which is awesome. The NIT has moved to Vegas this year. That was shocking to me. I associated that so much with Madison Square Garden. Uh, <laughs> so like they, they just broke with all of that history to just have it out in Vegas. Alright, so then you got that there. Uh, the Sweet 16 was there this year. Uh, I mean, some of the NCAA tournament will always be in Las Vegas, I believe. And now, and if all that wasn't enough, slam ball, slam ball is back. Um, if you're around my age, you thought that was the greatest sport. You thought we'd all be in talking about the slam ball major leagues. It was the future of sports. <laughs> if you were a child when that was on, if you don't know, it's it's a mix of basketball and uh, gymnastics and football. Um, the players jump on trampolines and also get to tackle each other. It's horrifying. Like as an adult, when I watch it, I'm like, everyone here is breaking their necks. Uh, the, (laughs) the, the guys who played it tended to be more football players than basketball players because it's brutal. Um, and you know, but as a, as a child, that seemed, I would I would put that up there. That was my top three as a as a as a whatever twelve year old to watch. I would say basketball number one, slam ball number two, number three, American Gladiators baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know you can tell that's why I like NBA All Star Weekend because it kind of combines a lot of those things. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but like divorce Seth, you know, posted up at the circus sports book all day, uh, end up dead or worse a residency at the flamingo <laughs> i mean that's a dark timeline for me i don't need to be in vegas but it, it it became the center of like this this type of basketball event i think just because gambling's becoming less illegal and uh less stigmatized and uh, and way more annoying it is annoying to me that now on every like sports show i have to see what the vegas odds are of everything are i'm like i don't care like if you just watch a you know you watch a uh even just a sports center they'll they'll do a thing where they talk about the odds um like it's always included now and honestly it's kind of annoying like they took something that seemed that was fun because you weren't supposed to do it and they've completely normalized it Like, sports betting is the new BDSM, all right? It's boring. It's over. Now that it's fine, it's no fun, all right? (laughs) It's no fun. It's just annoying. And then, I know, Vegas also has... It's a place people like to go to to have fun. There's lots of venues. So Vegas really has become, like, this kind of weird uh, center of basketball because of all these factors. And I think maybe... I mean, obviously, they they got to get them a team. Eventually, you would think that's just, like, on the... You know, on the expansion short short list uh, for a team, and then they, I would say they they add a team in Seattle and Vegas would be my prediction, and then they move Memphis and New Orleans to the Eastern Conference, and then, you know, we're done. That's it. That makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think that'll happen. Um, that's kind of it for basketball this week. I mean the the. Blazers continue, I mean I haven't watched a game in months. I think Dame's 70 70 plus points. It was 72 71 point game. That was the last one I watched and I tuned in at halftime because after like in the second half cuz a bunch of people would text me and I still do like check in on box scores and stuff. So that's over like the West just sucks, which is it uh, kind of fun in a in a way of how much it sucks. I mean, you kind of and then it, it as if just sucking wasn't interesting enough, which it kind of is, because you, you'll see these weird matches, matchups. You don't know who's going to win in the playoffs. But then now all the big dogs are starting to come back just in time for the playoffs. So, uh, you know, Durant just came back. So now, okay, uh-oh, you know, uh, Zion might come back, you know, in time for the playoffs. Cat just came back. So, uh, you know, LeBron came back. So now it's like, okay, so now we're, we're getting spicy here. Um, and whatever the outcome, it's just great to see the Warriors struggle. Uh, I'm going to savor this. I'm going to savor it. I'm going to taste it. I'm going to, I'm like sipping a fine wine, watching Draymond melt down, <laughs> you know, watching it not work. It turns out Andrew Wiggins was holding this whole show together the whole time. And you know that he's gone for you know whatever mysterious personal reasons. That's fine, and uh, it's just fantastic to see. Um, you know you love it, um, and in the East too. I because you know now that I don't now that I'm not on NBA Twitter anymore. I'm listening to, <laughs> to the Hoop Collective podcast, and I gotta say they talk a lot about the West. And, and I, I'm taking their, what those fellas talk about since they, they are pushing a lot of the, the stories that come out, uh, as kind of what a general stuff. And I watched, I check in on SportsCenter and, and NBA TV sometimes, and everyone's talking about like, okay, the West is kind of exciting cause it's so bad and who can come out of there, who can come out of the West? You know, it could be, a, you can talk yourself into a bunch of different teams actually like making it out of the West this year. Right. But then the East, they're like, oh, it's going to be, uh, Milwaukee or Philly or Boston. And, you know, my Cleveland Cavaliers, feel I feel a little disrespected for my Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, Mobley's getting better and better. Uh, their defense, is it number one in the league? Let's check. Yes, first out of 30. Offense, ninth out of 30. Simple rating, second out of 30. I don't think, it. you know, when you get into the postseason and you have defense, and you, they have, you know, Donovan Mitchell now. Who can, who can get you some points, you know, when things slow down and just, you know, on his own when things start breaking up in the playoffs and and, and you need an individual to make plays. Um, I'm feeling like people are sleeping on my Cavs a little bit. Uh, the Cavs are, are I, I'm, I'm on board, let's say that. They'll, they'll be my East, who I'm cheering for. Uh, that'll be fun. But, man, pretty excited to just get these last, these last bits of the NBA season are always so annoying. Um, you know, we got some teams packing it in, some teams trying to pack it in. Uh, we got the whole thing. I'm ready for the play in to start. I'm ready for the Final Four to start. Uh, and then we turn our eyes into a, the, the craziness of summer, Summer League, and of course, Slam Ball. It's going to be a great summer. You know, we're going to live forever. I'm wearing my cargo shorts right now because I'm getting ready. Thank you, everybody. Pepe Sanchez. I'll see you soon. Episode 14. Thank you.